0: We are I. we are a family members get ready for this 0.5 edition on body types you know i've had a lot of people over the years you know ask me you know blake you know how many calories should i eat you know what should those calories consist of and you know how do you figure all this out and it's like you know it's actually pretty simple the the base of this is simple i would say the the topic of nutrition and calories you know initially can be really complex you know varying from person to person of course and absolutely you know but the big thing there's this standard there's this is there's this place where we start you know and that place where we start is is determining what your body type is so I've been looking around on social media and I see a few other people that are talking about this right now so I think it's important not only you know that we get that information out there in You know, where there's other people talking about it and this group discussion happening and just arming people with the information to make an informed choice themselves. So, I'm gonna go over the three main body types at the beginning here and then we're gonna kind of break that down a little bit and then, you know, divvy up the amount of carbs and protein and fat that we should be eating per those body types. So, you know, first of all, we have our ectomorph body type, we have our endomorph body type, and we have our mesomorph body type. So those are the three main body types. We're born into this body type. This isn't something that you accumulate over time. This isn't something how you eat and you turn into this person. This is just who you are when you're born. And there's very little we can do to change that because well actually there's next to nothing we can do to change that because it's just your genetic makeup. This is who you are. You know, you came out the womb this way and you'll forever be this way. And I feel like it could add a lot of clarity to people and themselves, you know, as a person, how they're going to eat and who they even are as an athlete, if you're athletic, um, because you know you can stack the cards in your favor, and you know like that's what it's all about, right? You know, making life a little bit more simple on this quest of something that can be so vast, you know, like figuring out calories, you know, what sport should I play, you know, what's good, what's going to be the easiest for me to be able to accomplish in these really complex environments. So. First of all, we'll go with endomorph body type. So, you know, an endomorph body type is, you know, somebody a little bit more broad, a little bit more thick, you know, like you got a base layer of muscle on you, but you got, you carry some fat on the body. You know, it can be generally pretty well dispersed, but you'll find a little bit more in the hips, you know, but it's just somebody who's, you know, like they can be strong, but they always just have a little bit more fat on the body. It's always a little bit harder to lose, quote unquote, you know, it just takes a lot more effort. Then we get into our ectomorph body type. You know, this is going to be your typical really long, lanky, not a lot of muscle, not a lot of fat, you know, very quote-unquote wiry. You know, a lot of people would associate uh, this type of person as like a runner, that person has a runner's body, you know, something along those lines. So that's your ectomorph body type. Then we get into our mesomorph body type, and you know this is this is our phenoms. This would be like LeBron James, or you know somebody along those lines. They're they're thick, they're meaty, they got muscle on their body. You know they have to work their ass off to be able to gain muscle, just like the rest of us. But this is somebody who just naturally is genetically gifted, you know, with muscle on their body, and they're an athlete. They're a born athlete. They're a multi-sport athlete, and they're just a killer. So. To give somebody an example, like I knew this guy, you know, when I first moved out to BC, huge soccer player, his name was Tom, and I'll never forget this dude. This dude was amazing. He's a super athlete, great guy, just jacked up. Typical, you know, look on him was, um, you know, like like a quarterback in the NFL. But this guy had the worst dad on the planet. You know, you wake up, pound back something, like you know. Cheerios or some cinnamon toast crunch, and just was jacked. Come into the gym and lift a little bit of weight, you know, nothing too serious. And this dude was just jacked. Crazy. Like, that's your, that's to me the most pure mesomorph body type, you know, where it's just that natural amount of muscle on the body. You know, don't have to put a whole lot of effort to figure out what you're going to eat. It's just there. It's just the the package is there. We all know this person. You know, we all typically have a person like this. like It's that that dude or like that woman. So the key thing that I really want to explain here, what I feel like a lot of people aren't explaining, is that you're not just predominantly one. There's going to be some people who hyper categorize in each one of those whether you're an endomorph or an ectomorph or a mesomorph biotype. There's gonna be 100% some people who just fit that mold. Now there's gonna be some people who are gonna be a blend of two. In my opinion you can't be a blend of all three but you can be a little bit of a blend of two. You're gonna pull genetically some more dominant characteristics out of more one than the other but I don't want anybody to think that like you are just 100% cuz there's always room there's always margin for error and for something different. These are just the three main stays. There's not four, there's not five. There just might be slight blends between these categories. So let's start with an ectomorph body type. You know the naturally thin, you know skinny limbs, you know really fast metabolism. This is your your ectomorph body type. You know, this person's going to have an extremely high tolerance for carbohydrates. You know, be able to kind of eat anything and just get through it. You know, whether it be pancakes or french fries or, you know, like six pieces of toast in the morning. Like this person is just burning through calories and is very carb tolerant. Very fast metabolic rate naturally. So a good place for this person to start is about like 25% protein. carbohydrates, and 20% fat. So just a quick little recap. That's 25% protein, 55% carbohydrates, and 20% fat. So the reason why this person needs a little bit more carbohydrates than what they do protein is because they don't have a whole lot of muscle on their body, and it's going to be extremely hard for this person to be able to build muscle. They're going to be fighting... A Mount Everest uphill size battle to be able to gain muscle and they need the extra carbohydrates to be able to keep fueling this metabolic machine that is just burning inside their body now we can also do that with fat yes you know but they're just processing so quickly like we just need to kind of just keep feeling it with that higher octane fuel because this person is gonna burn through that their body is a walking example. That nothing, quote unquote, sticks to their bones. Like this is somebody who's just burning through everything. That's why we need a little bit more carbohydrates. It's just to keep fueling that metabolism. So then we get into an endomorph body type. You know, that person that's a little bit more broad, thick. You know, endomorphs have a very low carbohydrate tolerance. This is somebody that does not want to eat a lot of carbohydrates. You know, and that's a place to start, right? Like this is a person when they they eat something, we all know it's like this immediately just sticks on the body. I have, you know, a piece of toast and it sticks on my body. I have one slice of pizza and it sticks on my thighs. You know, like we've all heard people talk like this. You may be one of them, but this is that person where they eat something that just kind of sticks on. So this person wants to shy away from the carbohydrates. This person... Would be in the category where you want to eat about 35% protein, 25% carbohydrates, and 40% fat. So when we look at this as a whole, like those carbohydrates, because their body is naturally carbon tolerant, that look at it as almost like having a little bit of an allergy to carbohydrates. Now whether that's the best analogy or the one that I should be using, it's just the simplest way to be able to look at it. Is that your body does not want to process these carbohydrates. So we want to shy away from it. If you need like a quick little reference, this is the type of person who would be more successful leaning towards a ketogenic style diet. Now, that's not gonna be the only diet that's gonna be beneficial for this person. I'm just saying, this is the type of person that would benefit a lot heavier from being on a on a ketogenic style diet. Whether it's full ketosis or not, this would just be that person. So then we get into third, the mesomorph body type, the person who can just naturally, you know, just pack on, you know, muscle. Very, very strong, very thick, very meaty, typically always a superstar athlete. Um, they have a moderate carb tolerance. This person should be eating 30% protein, 40% carbohydrates, 30% fat. Because their body just essentially wants to turn everything into muscle regardless anyway. So I really want to drive home the fact that this is just a place to start. It's not that any one of these three individuals couldn't be on a ketogenic diet. It's not that any of these individuals couldn't be on a paleo diet. These, these categories are just to give you a base and a platform to be able to start figuring out what works for you. And you might need to do some adjustments here and there because everybody is different. But this is your base. This is your starting platform. This is your launch. This is where you go. So now I just want to talk a quick little bit about once we establish, you know, like these percentages, we're looking at our overall, how many calories should I eat in a day? Now, there's a lot of different ways to be able to look at this and, you know, how you want to interpret this information. But, you know, when it really comes down to it, I always start with whether you want to gain weight or lose weight, do you eat to that weight? We just want to make sure that we are eating the right nutrients to be able to get to that weight. You know, so that might be a reduction in overall calories. That might be an increase in calories, Typically, for most people, it's an increase no matter what you're trying to do because they're under eating anyway. You know, but the big thing is, again, this is your starting platform. This may work for you, may not work for you, but this is just a place where I start. So I'm kind of giving you those systems of like how we start to figure all these things out. You know, why it can be so complex because, again, each individual person is different. You know, each season during the year, you might eat a little bit different. And what works today might not work next year at this time. You know, you might eat a certain way for six months, it worked really well, and then all of a sudden it just doesn't work at all, and you might need to make some adjustments and eat completely different. Now, I also want to bring up the fact of, you know, when you're breaking things down to this degree, this is somebody who's really chasing results. Like, I really want to lose this weight, I really want to gain this weight, I really want this result and again you might not need to fine-tune those percentages because it might give you just the tools you need to be happy to stay there and you should be because you don't want to think about your diet constantly all the time and you know what changes do I have to make you know and understand that there just might be periods of time where you need to really hone that in you know we all know typically that's a little bit in the later springtime, you know, right before summer when everybody wants that beach body. You know what? Fantastic. You know, but again, take the stress off yourself for the rest of the year and just follow that general guideline and don't put too much pressure on yourself. But if you're the type of person who wants that pressure all year long, again, this is your launching platform. This is where you start. This is where you start fine-tuning to be able to bring those resources into your tool bag to really get those results that you want. You know, then... I want to touch a little bit on the base just to give some people an understanding too, because you may or may not know the difference between a a complete protein strand and an incomplete protein strand. So, we all know, we've all heard that, you know, protein, I got to eat protein to build muscle. You know, then I hear there's, you know, protein in almonds, there's protein in avocados, there's protein in steak, there's protein in oats. But the one thing I want everybody to really think about here and, you know, spend some time researching this if you need. You may already know this, but it's really worth even if you do know just to dig in a little bit more. So remember, a complete protein strand means the amino acid profile. All the amino acids that make up that complete protein strand, the levels of each one of them is high enough for you to build muscle tissue from. Now, you have incomplete protein strands, which means that it still resembles a protein strand, but some of the levels aren't high enough to be able to build muscle from. So that amino acid is still there, it just might not be high enough. So I look at it and I try to say to people, it's like sitting in a car in the rainstorm. The car being your protein molecule. So when you want to stay dry and you have a complete protein, all the windows are rolled up and all the doors are closed. But when you're sitting in a car that's an incomplete protein strand, you know one of the doors might be slightly ajar. The sunroof might be open. One of the windows might be rolled down. So generally you're going to stay dry, but you have the opportunity to get wet or the inside of the car is getting wet. So that's like having the complete protein strand and the incomplete protein strand. They're both generally doing a job, but one's doing it a little bit better than the other. Now, you say, well, how do I know this? Like, what's, what's the general rule? Like, how can I figure this out? So my easiest way, when I explain this to people, to be able to understand is, is that it takes muscle to build muscle. Makes sense, right? Like, obviously, the amino acid profile in this protein that's available in this, it's already made muscle. It it might have made muscle in a little bit different of a form, but that amino acid profile is high enough. You know, this is going to be, like, your fish, your chicken, your turkey, your beef, your bison, your meat. Like, your actual meat. Like, dairy products. You know, like, the amino acid profiles are high enough to be able to complete a protein strand. Now, the ones that have protein in them that aren't complete protein strands would be more... Like your almonds. You know, it's a prime example. So a lot of people say, i oh, get getting my protein today because I've been eating my almonds. It's like, well, yes, they have protein in them, but they don't have complete protein strands. So you're getting protein in your body, but the amino acid profiles aren't high enough to be able to build that muscle tissue that we want or preserve the muscle tissue on our body. So that's why, you know, vegans and some vegetarians, depending on you know what they're eating and the quantities of that in their, their daily or their weekly regime. Why they have to combine foods, because that's how you complete these protein strands is that you have to eat a combination of. So when you ingest this food between these two substances, there's enough amino acids between those two to be able to create a complete protein strand. But that's why if you're a vegan, you're going to have to put a little bit more time into understanding your diet to make sure that you're more well-rounded because we need this, like your body needs these tools. Now the subject can get a lot more complex about you know essential and non-essential amino acids in the body and you know how our body makes some amino acids and it doesn't and you know branch chain amino acids. but you know leave those things alone until you just fully thoroughly understand like the difference between a complete protein strand and an incomplete protein strand. That's the base. that's, that's where you want to start to build your protein house from. You know, and then it's like carbohydrates. We all know, you know, we have these simple carbohydrates. We have these complex carbohydrates, you know, and really kind of understanding, you know, like what this means and how our body breaks them down. It's just, it's basically how fast our body metabolizes, you know, these, this substance, this molecule into glucose. So that's why, you know, we want things that are either lower or higher on the glycemic index at certain times. You know, lower on the glycemic index, all that means it takes longer for your body to be able to break down that food. That's your complex carbohydrate. You know, then we have ones on the other end of the spectrum, like our simple carbohydrates that are really high on the spectrum, you know, like a sour key. You know, there are some times that our body does need, you know, that really quick sugar blast to be able to get our insulin levels up, you know, if we don't have stabilized blood sugar levels. You know, so when it really comes down to, you know, we have to think and say, okay, well... You know, I need to understand the differences in, you know, what the glycemic index really even is and what this really means and how it's going to affect the carbohydrates that I eat. You know, now when it comes down to it, I always challenge people to say like oatmeal. You know, a lot of people eat oatmeal as this great complex carbohydrate. And yeah, and you know, like in some circumstances, you know, it is a really great complex carbohydrate. But we don't want to process something. So you get these large flake oats, you know, you cook it down, it turns into this baby food mush. Well, it's not a complex carbohydrate anymore because you've broke it down. You've done the job that your stomach is supposed to do. So you've taken a complex carbohydrate and you've actually made it a simple carbohydrate because you've processed it before you ingested it. Allow your body to do it. You know, these are the things, the reason why that, you know, People have like a juice or like a shake and they'll be like, oh, I have kale and cucumber and like, you know, beets and all this great stuff in my shake and, and you know, cool. You know, I drink juices, I drink shakes. There's nothing wrong with that. But you don't want that to be your mainstay because you've already processed that food. You're getting too much of a nutrient blast too quickly. You know, and some of those things take a lot of the fiber away, you know, the things that you want to eat. You know, but again, we always have to watch taking the digestion process away or taking... The body's ability to be able to slow that process down and really use those calories and really use those nutrients the way that we need to. Now, when it comes to fat, I know that there's still a little bit of controversy out there whether saturated fat is good or it's bad. But hey, I'm a firm believer saturated fat is good. But I need saturated fat, absolutely, 100%. What we don't need is trans fats. So have at it. Have at the, at the fat. All you want, stay within your calorie range. You know, if you just want to gain a little bit extra weight, you know, get some extra fat in there. But don't shy away from your coconut oil, your your peanut butter, your your ghee, you know, your all-natural butters. You know, like, eat these things. It's good. It's okay. You know, watch the salt intake. You know, watch the amount of sodium that's in some of these products. You know, like the butters. But don't shy away from them. Only shy away from the trans fats. That's where we really want to stay away from is the trans fats. And listeners, remember, like, like please remember. I know I've ranted about this and you've probably heard it and you've seen it, but like it is just so key and it's so important for you to remember that trans fats are so bad companies are not even allowed to put them in our food anymore. That's how bad they are. That is how bad. The problem is is that they, they're given a three-year time frame to be able to take them out of our foods. That's the problem. So when you see those fats, you know, look at what you find in nature. In nature, we're finding, you know, the polyunsaturated fat, the monounsaturated fat, the saturated fats, like these are the the things we want you know we have our Omega 369 you know we want these fats. like we need these our body is craving them they help control hormone levels in the body there's a lot of metabolic processes that rely on having fats and again you know we can go down like a, a huge rabbit hole with you know fats and proteins and carbohydrates like individually really get into the depth of them You know, but the whole point here is just to kind of keep it a little bit more surface, just that little bit of knowledge, maybe just spark some curiosity for you to go and investigate. You know, so again, that little bit of recap with the protein. Incomplete protein strands versus complete protein strands. You know, carbohydrates, where is this carbohydrate on the glycemic index? You know, am I a person that should be eating carbohydrates in, you know, greater quantities or where does that spectrum lie for me? And fats, keep it simple. Just stay away from trans fats. So, another question that I get from people too, you know, I know there's a lot of fitness tracking apps, you know, that calculate this out for you. But again, it's good just to have the base knowledge to know how they're coming up with these figures and these stats. So, how many calories are in these? And, you know, how do I figure that out? And, like, what's the breakdown? Well, protein is four calories per gram, carbohydrates, four calories per gram fat nine calories per gram that's why a little bit of fat goes a long way so again that's how you be able to start to figure out those numbers you know you get like your overall you know caloric value what you need to eat based on the weight that you're trying to achieve whether that's up or down then you establish you know whether or not you're an ectomorph or a mesomorph or you know an endomorph body type and you start breaking that down And again, a lot of these fitness tracking apps, you know, they're going to do these things for you. But the one thing that I find is you need to plug in some of this information on your own beforehand. And some of them don't even ask you what body type you are. And I think it should be standard because it's key to be able to help establish you in being able to eat the correct percentages that you need. You know, and then understanding it a little bit more, you know, like, hey, did you know that there's, you know, four calories per gram of protein? Like, hey, do you know anything about the glycemic index? You know, can I send you this link to be able to understand a little bit more about the glycemic index and how it seems like a lot, but it really isn't. It's pretty straightforward. You know, when it comes to fats, you know, like fats is a pretty complex topic. You know, but just hey, stay away from trans fats. It can be that easy. So again, it's taking a really complex subject and saying, hey, we're looking at general health and wellness. You know, so let's just create this base. Let's just create this, this platform where we can then work from. And as you work on that and you want to be able to fine-tune a little bit more and you want to change things over years, at least you have a good platform, a good base to start from and not going into the abyss unknown because the nutrition abyss is legit, probably like one of the biggest abysses out there, especially in the fitness industry, except for trying to chase the forever seven-minute abs. You know so again a little bit of education for you guys today you know mesomorph endomorph and ectomorph body type you know again you could be solely one of those you could be a hybrid of a few you know you guys got your percentages now based on those body types and take it with a grain of salt this is a place to start from this is a base use this as knowledge arm yourself with this knowledge and then you can accelerate yourself from there so um you know this is a good time to launch this today and obviously you guys have been seeing the social media love for the thousand downloads and yeah I I can't appreciate it anymore you guys having a thousand downloads on we I this fast I never thought it was gonna come and you know big shout outs all across Canada We're, we're in every province all across Canada you know we're in a lot of the states across the United States just to be able to name a few like Washington and California Arizona Colorado Michigan New York Massachusetts just a lot of love from the United States You know, and overseas from like Australia to Thailand to the Ukraine, Germany, um, just a lot of love from around the world. So, you know, I know I probably don't show you guys enough love on these podcasts, but like this, this is the time. And, you know, I, I really appreciate every single one of those downloads, you know, every single one of the DMs, the emails, the inquiries. Like, you know, I love it all. You guys keep rolling it in, you know, and have a wonderful day.